episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 40th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just going to try to dive a little deeper into some of the minds of the top practitioners of the world of sport performance learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the University of Massachusetts' sport performance coach, Joel Reinhardt. Joel, thanks for being with us, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, dude, fired up to get another podcast around the show. This is going to be great. Yeah. You know, but before we get going too far here, who is Joel Reinhardt? Oh, I mean, even when you giving me these beforehand, it's like, man, me and AC were texting each other like, these are tough questions. Um, but it's good to think about. I don't know. I just try to think like, first and foremost, I, I just try to enjoy life as much as possible. Like I, it's funny people who only interact with me on social media and they see my, whatever Instagram and Twitter posts about blah 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 science blah blah blah. Like they. It's it's easy to not realize that like we're especially up at UMass we're just a bunch of goofballs who are um, just trying to have fun and we enjoy each other and um, me specifically like always I've said it a few times or it's like I try to take my job very seriously while never taking myself too seriously um, and we just I don't know while at work I work my ass off and try to give the best to our student athletes but then if I'm home I'm chilling relaxing having a good time. Just being a goofball for for lack of a better word. So yeah, I think that's a great way to be, though, man. I take my job very seriously without taking myself seriously. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, 
it, I mean, it ends up making both aspects higher quality because, you know, if I'm at work, I don't really like, I'm not texting one of my buddies or, you know, and there's little times where you have times to do that, whether I'm eating lunch or whatever. But if it's like, I'm at work, I'm doing work. If I'm at home, I'm, and it's like, it makes things a little better because I'm able to split, not fully split. There's times when it starts to bleed over a little bit, but, um, like I'm not, Oh, I forgot to get this done at work because I was kind of not paying attention. So now I'm at home and I got to get it done. So then my fiance is mad because I got to do some, like, it's just like, all right, do that there, do that there. And, you know, bring a great attitude to both so that both are being maximized. That's something that a lot of people have a hard time with. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's good, man. That's a great way to be. You know, you do post a lot, a lot of stuff. And a guy now, too, digging with the show, you know, finding more information, learning tons of things, trying to make people better. I'm sure that there's been a couple of times that you had to battle back and forth with this next question about what the answer is, but... I, I'm fired up to hear about a learning experience that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yeah, I'd say one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest concepts that's helped me out um, specifically is uh, Derek Hansen's idea of like signal and noise and how it applies to um, sports performance specifically. Uh, not that Derek Hansen invented signal and noise, but I think he definitely uh, brought the idea to sports performance in a way that like kind of opened up for me and how I view training specifically. Uh, but even in a broad sense, like, yes, right now my job is as a sports performance coach working with athletes, but, you know, in an overarching sense, in a, even a zoom out a little more, my, my main interest is just human performance in general and like any endeavor, whether it's, you know, a uh, hedge fund manager or, you know, a scientist or whatever, like what makes humans good at performing in any endeavor? And I was having a conversation, both my dad and my uncle are um, supercomputer software engineers. And they, I was at, um, just sitting down at like Christmas or something like that with them. And I was kind of explaining in more detail what exactly I do. And my uncle is not interested in sports at all. Like has no like even framework for like sports or being athletic or anything. My dad played sports even through college. So he has a better understanding, but my uncle without any knowledge goes, Oh, it sounds like you're trying to split signal from noise. And I was like, Oh, that, that's really cool. You know? And it was, I had just been introduced to that topic and I actually texted Derek about it. Like, Thought he, and he appreciated it, thought it was hilarious. But um, yeah, that topic in general where it's like, you know, cutting through, I mean, at the, at the root of it, it's cutting through garbage to find what actually matters. Um, you know, whether that's in a sports setting, you know, life setting and, you know, whatever. I mean, for, for me specifically, I, that it probably shows up in you know, my personal life in the most, obvious way um for me is i can't stand small talk like if somebody's just like hey how you doing like where are you from like meeting people at conferences or something it's just like i don't care like stop <laughs> stop like if we want to have a real conversation about something you know like whatever like 
absolutely on all ears i will be engaged as possible but if it's like eh, weather's kind of crazy i i'm i'm already tuned out so like it's just like if it's not like if we're gonna have a meaningful conversation about something that's for real like it's i'm all in and then if it's kind of uh, just noise essentially then I'm tuned out I'm already thinking about the next thing um, so and it's again it helps me kind of maximize my time and um, not necessarily you know not that life is all about efficiency but it uh, it's it helps me prioritize and maximize the things that I actually care about um, you know I have four or five friends that I talk with every single week and they're in my wedding. I was in their weddings or I'm about to be in their weddings and I don't really talk to anybody else. And, <laughs> and I'm perfectly okay with that. And there'll be times where I go back home and I haven't been home in a while because of, you know, just athletics and um, see somebody who maybe is like a fringe friend and, you know, catch up with them. But then it's like, all right, I'm, that's just as good as texting him that one time and just being like, how are you doing? Oh, good. You too. Sounds good. Like those interactions I don't have, I just cut them out. Um, but like the people that I'm close with and text every week and talk to and FaceTime, like they're my best friends and we'll do anything for each other. So it's very much like, I don't know that, that signal and noise kind of idea kind of, it's not, it has helped me personally from like a, programming standpoint specifically but um, even more so I've noticed how it kind of rears its head in all of my life and I, it's not even like it wasn't a conscious decision it's just kind of how I naturally go about those things I dig it though man and it's I think that that efficiency is really important yeah 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 definitely like it helps especially like for me personally my current situation like lauren my fiance she works in she's a sports performance coach as well she works at dartmouth which is like 90 minutes away from where i live and so we it's funny because we talk to like i don't know people who don't work in athletics like normal people or whatever and they're like oh that sucks you live 90 minutes away from each other and we're like are you kidding me this is awesome because i was at Nichols and she was at uh dartmouth and it was you know we were i was in louisiana and she was in new hampshire so and we did that for a year. So, um, I don't know. We, now that we have, you know, we're closer and we see each other pretty much every weekend. And now with, with this, she's pretty much just, um, we're seeing each other a lot more cause we're not having to be in the office, but, um, yeah, that efficiency, I, I had to get very intentional with that efficiency because we had to, you know, be intentional about keeping, keeping our relationship going long distance. And, um, that takes a certain amount of discipline and, um, focus. And like, it's not just going to naturally happen. So we had to be very focused with it then. And it's, you know, helped us even as we are now closer to each other. So yeah. that's awesome, dude. That's awesome. But you are an inquisitive dude too. Right. So this one, actually, I, I'm exceptionally intrigued to hear. <laughs> If you could ask one question and you know you would get the answer, what would that question be and why? So I had I, when you when you sent me this, I was laughing because AC texted me at the same time. I was like, "Dude, what do we say? I, what am I gonna say to this?" And I have a million different like serious questions I could ask. 
Well, you know, my, um, so like the real answer, I, I, okay, I'll give you the real answer. Cause this is, so my grandparents grew, my, my mom grew up in Jackson, Tennessee, lived with my grandparents and obviously, you know, grew up in, with my grandma, their house, they were there for 60 years. They both died in the last couple of years when they were high nineties, but they grew up in the, they, they both grew up and then raised kids in the South in during the civil rights era and they were like hated in town because they were like so they were supportive of the civil rights movement and like i don't know i've had opportunities to like really like ask them but you can tell they're always kind of hedging their bets because they were humble people but it's like how did you have the courage to stand up in, in front of you know an entire town i mean they were you know it was i forget it's an hour or so from like the original home of the KKK and they still were like, Hey, this isn't how we should treat people. And they had the courage to do that when nobody else was doing it. Um, so that'd be, that'd be my real answer is like, I've had, I was able to have some conversations with them about that before um, they both passed, but they're always trying to be kind of humble, like, Oh, it's, it wasn't that like, but to like really dive in and like get the true answer, like how do you do that? Like, because you know, you know, we want you want to feel like, oh, I've had some adversity in my life, like whatever. No, I haven't. Or um, it's like, oh, we're gonna support the civil rights movement and raise our kids to think, you know, this isn't the way we're supposed to treat people when the KKK is blowing up buildings down the street and stuff. It's like that's different a different mindset that I am glad that my mom was raised around, but it's like, I can't even wrap my brain around it because it's, you know, you, I haven't had to live in anything remotely close to that. That's pretty rad, dude. Yeah, they're pretty, they're, they're good people. I uh, got to spend a lot of time with them. I, I'm the youngest grandson of 21, something like that. So I have, I have a cousin who's like 55. We have like this big age gap. So yeah, I'm 27. He's 55. I think that's right. Um, but so I still got, I got a lot of, there's a lot of people who were impacted. It's funny. They were um, at both my grandmother and my grandfather's funeral. There was, we counted at one point. It was like, you know, their kids and then the grandkids, which is my generation. And then the great grandkids, like just people of in that group there was like 80 of us there so it's like it was cool to see like okay you think about oh as coaches we're able to impact on so many people's lives because you know you have 50 people on a team or whatever the team is and then you can the next year you have the same number and so you can impact on so many people but it's like they got they did the same thing just through like having a bunch of kids and then their kids having a bunch of kids and like raising them in the you know way that's impactful i guess i dig it man that's a pretty awesome story thank you for sharing that that's pretty cool yeah but listen brother let's get you out of here with the last one you know a guy mm -hmm. who can separate this will be this will be pretty uh pretty exciting to hear then what's your escape oh yeah so i guess i i ended up touching on it a little bit um 
but I, I spend as much time with my fiance as possible when we get time to, um, I, yeah, we, we just like, now that we're closer to each other, we get getting, we get more time together where I can just like phones on, do not disturb. Don't talk to me. We're doing whatever, whether it's hiking, going to dinner, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, just like truly separating. And then I, don't know, I personally work out alone as much as possible. Like it's funny. I've had, in, whether it's interns or other people I work with be like, Hey, we're going to go hit this workout. Do you want it? And it's like, no, I do not want to do that. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go do this over here. Um, and I'm okay. Just being like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, the only person I guess I ever really work out with is AC, but he, uh, he's in the same boat where we don't really talk. We're just kind of in the same area. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm probably, it's, it's funny cause I've, I've worked with people on way opposite ends of this spectrum, but I'm, I'm one of the most like introverted people you'll ever meet. And so if it's like, if we're not, if I'm not like in a room with a hundred dudes coaching my ass off, having a great time, then I'm either with like my fiance, one of my couple best friends, or I'm chilling. Cause I, I, I just don't, like, oh, let's go to this party where there's going to be all these people and not a, not a chance. Um, like, I'll just be like, nope. Um, yeah, because I just, I mean, that kind of touches back to just avoiding, like, small talk and garbage nonsense conversations. I just, I just can't handle it. Um, and so I, I so I don't. Um, I would say I, I watch as much, like, stand-up as possible. And I really enjoy and will pay a lot of money to go find good, like, musical theater, like Broadway shows. I I love it. Um, and when I was in Minneapolis, they had a bunch of shows. And then I'm now on the East Coast, but I haven't had a chance to make it down to Broadway yet. But when, you know, with all this craziness dies down a little bit, I'll definitely take the time to uh, go down there and get a show, whether it's on Broadway or maybe up in Boston or something. But I've always appreciated um and even just like good music in general um i've always appreciated art forms like that because i don't have an artistic bone in my body like i couldn't you asked me to draw like make like i can appreciate art but i cannot produce it at all myself which makes me appreciate it even more um like i always i always laugh because um all the tattoos i've gotten the, the artists that i go to i always like I give him as little input as possible because it, I'm always like, whatever I'm going to do is just going to screw it up. So I'm always like, uh, you know, this thing and this thing. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I'll take it from there. And then we figure it out and then we go for it. Um, but, yeah, kind of like taking in artistic endeavors, whether it's, you know, stand-up comedy or musical theater or, I mean, I've gotten a bunch of tattoos as well, which I appreciate like the art form of it outside of like the ideas that I wanted to get for myself. But, um, yeah, that's it without rambling too much. Cause I, I can't do art myself at all. I'm horrible at drawing or like you look at some, we're even doing like stick figures on the whiteboard. I'm horrendous. Um, but that makes me appreciate people who can do it at a high level even more. Um, and then that even ties back into just like, I'm interested in human performance and like, how are you, how do you get that good at whether it's, you know, singing or doing stand up or 
drawing or whatever. I just think it's fascinating because it's and it's the fact that I'm horrible at it makes it even more fascinating to me. So the study of elite is the study of the elite. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Pretty rad, dude. Appreciate your time, Joel. Glad to see you're doing well, man. This is sensational. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. We'll be in touch soon. All right. Sounds good.